Hello and welcome to this Head Talks podcast. I'm Terry Stiasny and I've been speaking to the life coach who goes by the title of the happyologist, Susanna Newsonen. She's been giving us some ideas about where to look for happiness, even in dark times. Hi, it's Susanna Newsonen here. I'm also known as the happyologist. So I'm basically a life coach helping people to become happier. So Susanna, um, we're speaking via computer in unusual times. Tell me a bit about how lockdown has been for you. How have the last few months been? And uh, where are you speaking to me from? What's your life like right now? Yeah, I mean, lockdown has definitely been um, interesting. It's definitely had its ups and downs. I mean, there were moments when it felt quite nice to have time to just spend at home and really savor it. But there were also a lot of moments of kind of worry and stress and missing friends and family and perhaps the usual routines as well. I do feel quite fortunate because I am speaking to you from southwest France. So I relocated here from London about two years ago. So I am in a very rural location. So I'm fortunate to be surrounded by nature and fields and a lot of kind of healing energy in a way. So that has definitely helped me to to stay calm and sane, I think. Um, whereas I think if I would have been in London, it I probably would have struggled even more. Yes, I'm speaking to you from London, so I'm apologising now if you hear building works and sirens going past and all the usual uh, background noises of London. So you call yourself the happyologist. What's your background? How did your life lead you to become that and to take on that title? Yeah, the, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. I mean, I definitely haven't always been the happyologist. I initially started out in the corporate world, tried a few different roles from marketing to communications to, to sustainability. But in the end, none of them felt quite right. And I found myself always craving for something a little bit more meaningful. And one day, randomly, I came across this book called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, which is all about positive psychology, which is the science of happiness and human performance. And once I read it, I realized I was totally mesmerized. I totally loved it. And it really introduced me to that world. I wanted to know more and more. So I started to explore it. I started to read more books. I did some online courses, did some face-to-face courses in it. And with every step, I felt more confident that this was the path that I was meant to take. So eventually, I, I took the big leap. I left my corporate world. I went to do a master's of science in positive psychology. And I also got accredited in coaching. And then I came up with the term happyologist, because obviously with the focus on happiness, and that first started as a blog and then quickly evolved into a business. So now I do everything from coaching to talks to workshops. And yeah, that's, that's happiness for me these days. So it sounds like it was it wasn't just one eureka moment. It was a whole process of realizing that this might be the direction you wanted to take. Yeah, absolutely. I think the book, The Happiness Advantage was kind of the the door opening me to that world, but I still wanted to explore it a bit more, test it a bit more before I took the full leap into it. But yeah, with every exploration that I did, I just knew this was this was what I wanted to do. So you were telling me that your life has changed in many ways. You've moved to a different country. You've moved from the city to the countryside. And obviously now, you know, a whole load of new challenges have been thrown at us. That must be kind of professionally and personally challenging. What techniques have you learned to put your own theory into practice over the last few months? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely 
become even more grounded in a lot of the practices and tips I've I learned through my studies because I I'm happy to admit originally I was very pessimistic person always saw the worst in things worried a lot quite anxious and perhaps that's also what kind of attracted me to positive psychology. Um, so as I studied it, every tip and every practice I learned, I also started to do myself. And especially the last six months, you know, since the beginning of this year and even up to today and probably tomorrow and rest of this year, I've been practicing all of those tips because it has really helped me to cope. And one of my favorite ones, which I always come back to is practicing gratitude. Because I I know that we're very restricted right now and life is very different than what we're used to. And there's a lot of worry and a lot of unknowns. But there are still a lot of things that you do have and you can do and, and you can really try to put your focus on what you do have to be grateful for. Um, And my favorite thing is to do at the end of every day to actually try and identify three specific things that I was grateful for in that day. And sometimes they're as simple as seeing the sun for five minutes in the day or drinking my favorite cup of herbal tea or playing with the dog or, you know, there's really no rules about where you want to place your gratitude. It's just about bringing it into your day-to-day life because then you start to notice that you still do have a lot of things to be grateful for. And another tip, which is quite aligned with this, is about practicing mindfulness, because mindfulness really is probably harder than ever right now, because the world kind of has a quiet, nervous and restless energy. But that is actually what makes it even more important today. So if you can even try to meditate for five minutes or just sit still and listen to your breathing or just take long, deep breaths and, you know, you could try some mindfulness coloring books or journaling. You know, there are a lot of different ways you can practice mindfulness. So it's about finding something that works for you because the more mindful you are of of yourself, your mind and just being able to be in the present moment, the more of that calm and contentment you can bring into it as well. And finally, stay connected. I know right now we can't see our friends and family like we're used to. You know, face-to-face interaction is very, very limited. You know, if you have friends and family abroad like I do, it's even more difficult. And that's just the way it is. But we can still stay connected. You know, call your family, FaceTime your friends, tell people about your day. You know, as humans, we are social beings and we do need social interaction in our lives in order to thrive. So it's really important to, especially in a time like today, to make the time to do those interactions and really stay connected. It's interesting. You talk in your book about happiness in part being a choice and you talk there about some of the ways that you can choose to look at things more differently uh what do you say to people who say well look you know you can't really choose to be happy right now the world is in a terrible state and things are going quite badly for many people is is that just ignoring reality by choosing to be happy no absolutely not because being happy doesn't mean that you have to ignore reality it's about acknowledging what's going on with the world but without letting it dictate how you feel all the time because of course right now it's natural to be worried to be anxious to have all these uncertainty around us does not create this natural environment of calm but at the same time 
we can't stay in a constant state of worry or upset because otherwise we will just go into a downward spiral, which will be harder and harder to get out of. So we need to make sure that we can add some positivity into our day for our mental health and also for the mental health of those around us because happiness, positive energy and the negative stuff as well, they're all in incredibly contagious so whatever energies you're possessing will translate into other people as well and that's why it's really important to try and think about your mental well-being and how if you learn to focus on that you will also as a ripple effect help the mental being mental well-being of other people and the thing is we can still create moments of content by reminding ourselves of like what i said about being grateful and being mindful we can create moments of joy by talking to our family and friends and video calls you know we can create more calm and more positivity into our day-to-day lives despite what's going on in the world and i i really argue that that's exactly what we should try and do because that is what's going to help get us all through this basically in one piece though of course i mean people would say that sadness is also an inevitable part of life and particularly for people right now who might have experienced you know bereavement or illness or unemployment or something is there a space to be sad and to recognize that you are sad as well as trying to do something more positive about your happiness yes absolutely and and i'm so glad you asked this because i think that is a very big misconception about happiness that if you're happy you can never experience negative emotions and that's not at all the case if you're happy all the time and you never experience any negative emotions that's another sort of mental illness called mania but happiness is just having both the good and the bad and knowing how to manage them both so it's almost about having the ability to manage your negative emotions in a way that they don't become so overbearing that you can't experience any positive ones and yeah, sadness and all negative emotions, stress, anxiety, they are all a part of life. And you wouldn't have the highs without the lows. And you wouldn't be human without the full experience of all the emotions, both the good and the bad. And that is kind of the the beauty of the roller coaster life we all live in. And, and you know, negative emotions as well, they, they're kind of like a compass because they they show us that we care and that we love and that when something really matters to us and that is also a good sign now of course experiencing the negative emotions in the moment is hard and is uncomfortable but they do pass because every emotion and every mood does pass and that's the thing about to remember about negative emotions yes of course it's natural to have sadness frustration anxiety but it's important to add the positive ones into the mix as well to make sure that you have a balanced mix of both the good and the bad. And you talk in your book about uh, that there's a proportion of our actions and thoughts that we can influence. Can you explain a bit more about you know which, which of what you can choose and, and what sort of preset, as it were? Yeah, so according to research, our circumstances, so where we live, our job, our salary, etc., they actually only predict about 10% of our happiness. Now, obviously, this is a, an average, so some people might be a little bit less, a little bit more, but still the average is 10% percent and that means 90 percent is up to us now there are some genetics in place but then of course there's also our perspective our thoughts our actions how we choose to approach life and that's where we come back to what you what you pointed out earlier about being able to choose happiness because the thing is you can't choose what's going on in the world you can't always choose what you're faced with in your day-to-day life but you can choose 
to wake up every day and think about what you have to look forward to. You can choose to see a challenge as an opportunity to learn and grow rather than as some horrible nightmare. You know, you can choose to look back at your day with gratitude. And that's the thing. You have the power to choose the positives if you really want to. And the more you practice it and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like, as I said, I used to be a natural pessimist. So I was on the totally different end of the scale. And now with practice, positivity has become a habit for me. And that's what makes it now easier in my day to day life to cope when stress, anxiety or sadness or different things come in my way. And you also talk as part of that process about the importance of seeing happiness, not as some destination that's out there in the distant future, but about thinking about it in the present moment. Absolutely, because happiness isn't a destination. It's it's not somewhere we get to when we have achieved all our goals and life is perfect. You know, happiness is actually a daily choice we make. You know, it's, it's a mindset, a perspective that we choose to approach life with. And that's why we need to kind of remind ourselves of this daily and really practice it daily. So in a way, happiness is kind of a daily practice rather than somewhere you actually get to at the end of the day. And that's the beauty of it. We all have the power to practice it. And how can this approach help us to cope with knockbacks that we're inevitably going to get and build up our resilience, which is probably something we all need even more right now? Yeah, so resilience is definitely something that we should all work on now. I mean, the best thing about focusing on positive energy and and trying to add these positive emotions and moments of joy, pleasure, savoring, etc. into your day to day, it actually makes you more resilient. Because the more of the positive energy you have on the mix, the stronger you are, the more you believe in your capabilities, the more positive you are about yourself, about feeling hope for the future. And The thing is, if you really want to remind yourself as well how resilient you actually are, you can think about challenges you faced with in the past, you know, maybe a setback or a failure, and then ask yourself, how did you actually grow through that? Or what did you learn about yourself or about your skill set or about the world through it? And you can even take it a step further and ask, how are you or your life better as a result of it? And that's the thing, you could actually apply the same question to everything that we're dealing with today. Yes, of course, it's difficult times. We've our, A lot of our lives have been thrown upside down, but there is still an opportunity here to learn and grow. I mean, some of the clients, coaching clients that I've been working with, they said they've spent more time with their kids than ever because of schools being shut. And as a result, they feel like they know them better and they feel more connected. And others said being furloughed was difficult, but they actually helped them realize that the job wasn't right for them and because they didn't miss it at all. And now they're looking at finding something that they're more excited about and I mean some have even discovered long lost hobbies you know painting writing gardening and have really felt happier as a result and that's just it whatever you're faced with and whatever is going on around you you can always find that silver lining on that cloud you just have to take a moment to really look close enough to see it. And how do you get that balance between being in the moment and thinking about what you're doing in the moment and taking a longer view about where you might like to be in the future, even if that's not, you know, your absolute perfect end state? Both definitely serve an important purpose, both the short term day to day and the long term, because when you approach your situations day to day, you ensure that you live in the moment, you are mindful of the things you do, you are more present and naturally you're more likely to experience more positive emotions in your day because you're actually living your day mindfully. 
And that is definitely one half of happiness. It's all about having that positive energy in your day-to-day life. At the same time, having a longer view and looking at the big picture can really give you a sense of purpose and direction. And that's what gives you more of a sense of meaning and fulfillment as well, if you kind of know where you're going. And that's why together, those two kind of create the perfect formula for happiness in a way. It's the short-term positive emotions and ensuring that that's in your day-to-day plus having some kind of gentle idea of the purpose of the direction and the sense of meaning that's coming with there. Susanna that's lovely thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this Head Talks podcast we hope you found it helpful and interesting. You can find many more talks on our website at headtalks.com or listen to our podcasts on all the usual channels.